Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey, everyone. I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kunlosita, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business. In introducing the other half of the product boss, Jacqueline Snyder. She has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Snyder, with the beautiful, wonderful, and talented co-host, Mina Kumo-Sitep. Hey, Mina. Hey, Jacqueline. (laughs) I got three of those in there. I had to like amp it up because I felt like that was so much and I wanted to do like circus, but forgot that I'm terrible at impersonations and stuff. It's almost the new year. We have to just like psych ourselves up. It is a fun time of year. Um, We are all coming off of holiday sales and about to turn into this new year and we're all in this planning mode of like, okay, well, what's next? So um, today's episode, uh, it's about five marketing ideas to hit the ground running in the new year for your product-based business. Yeah. So we're flipping a switch now, guys. We're out of holiday mode into new year mode and we're taking advantage of the halo effect, which we have talked about as, you know, the afterglow, the after effect of buying. People are still in buying decision mode and they are still ready to make more purchases from you. They experience the purchases throughout the holiday season and then they're going back and this is your reach out. You're reaching out to them to get to them to buy from you again. I'm having trouble talking today. <laughs> <laughs> so our mastermind that we are in the middle of right now was our holiday to halo mastermind. And what we were focused on was how to ramp up for the holiday time and then what to do in the halo period. So that halo period is that, like Mina said, that afterglow after they've purchased from you and that they have this good, warm, fuzzy feeling about your business, your product, and their fans. And so what we want to do is, well, I guess here's a question to all of our listeners. Is it easier to sell to existing customers or go find new ones? And if you said it's easier to sell to existing customers, you are right. So (laughs) we want you guys to focus on that. We're all coming out of these sales that have been happening. Um, Whether you've been promoting your product through sales, you've been running discounts, you're part of giveaways, people are warmed up to your product. And what we want to do is we want them to keep purchasing And how are we going to get them to do that? Well, let's focus on January. That's where we want you to focus right now. And that's what we're kind of going to jump into, taking them from the sale mode time and how to keep that outreach, how to keep that marketing up with them um, for that halo period into January. Next thing right now is January. So let's focus on that with these five things that will help you market your tail off to them in January. So what we want you to do above all is work in a theme. We're going to give you five ideas, five themes that you can work on in January because January is a weird month, right? Like, but a lot of times if we remember, like you shift the focus yourself, this is the time that you've got those resolutions. You've got those words you're going to live by. You're resetting, you're starting over. It's a new beginning. And so, and that's, that's a general feeling for everyone. How can you then take that feeling and push it and market it to your customers to get them to purchase from you again and really quickly. So um, let's jump in. Idea number one. 
You give start. To a, okay. <laughs> so like we said, we're going to come up with themes, right? So the first one could be give to a cause. So you can come up with a cause. Like we were saying that it's blood donation month. Um, there's Martin Luther King day. There's certain things that are happening that you may decide that you're going to push this and say, all right, like we like sales were great at Christmas and everyone gives stuff at Christmas. What are we going to do in January? We're going to give to a cause. And that might be what you're going to market to your customers. You might reach back out to them and say, Hey, um, you know, it's, uh, that month to donate blood. Have you done it? This is what I've done. It might be something that you're speaking about on social media. It's something that you can email about. And in turn, you can say a percentage of these sales or a percentage of the sales of this product are going to go to donation to, uh, you know, your local, um, blood donation facility. I just want to warn everyone, don't use specific names sometimes if it's like written out because you have to sometimes be aligned uh, legally with them to be able to say like, I'm giving it to this foundation or that foundation, but you can just say that you're going to donate back. Yeah. I love this because it's throwing some goodwill onto the beginning of the year, your fresh start, and you're throwing some good karma and good vibes somewhere else. Right. So I think that it's a, gives a good reason if you didn't participate in giving Tuesday, which was the Tuesday after Black Friday, then it gives you a reason to say, hey, we decided to start the year off right by giving to this cause and, um, you know, starting off the year the right way. Our resolution was to give more and that's what we're doing this year. So number two would be holiday clearance. So you're going to create some sort of holiday clearance. We're all used to that, you know, after Christmas sales. If you want it to trickle in to January, it absolutely can. And that's stuff that you might put on sale that's seasonal or stuff that didn't move. And then there's some stuff you're going to see that did really well. And that might not be the stuff you need to sell. That's going to be the stuff that you actually are pushing forward because you now have all of this data from your sale time of product that is doing well. So let's say you sell, I don't know, uh, like a paper product, like planners, for example, if you sell planners, that's a huge thing that people may have been buying on sale because they're, they're thinking ahead to January. And now we know it's that time of year that people are buying planners and calendars. And that might not be something you discount necessarily in January. Yeah. And does your stuff have to be holiday-esque for it to be on holiday clearance? No, it does not. Um, It is just holiday clearance prices. I actually just got an email from somebody. It was for bath bombs and they did a take advantage of holiday clearance prices right now. And it's like mid-December, right? So um, you do not have to have like, you know, holiday clearance be like a Santa hat or something. It can be whatever your product is. It's just holiday clearance prices. It's whatever you feel like you've got a lot of inventory. Maybe you geared up. Maybe it didn't do as well. Um, or maybe you just need the cash flow in your business and you're going to put it on sale. But just pushing it and it's another sale to talk about. We're all, we're, there's so many sales. Really like November and December now have turned into the sale months, like full on cyber month, right? We were talking about that in our mastermind earlier. Um, so, But it's pushing that holiday clearance idea. And if you have seasonal products, get rid of them. Yeah. These are the products that you're discontinuing. How much more fun is saying holiday clearance instead of discontinued item at the end of the year, right? right. Yeah. So this is really adding the, the fun to it. Okay. So number three is themed days, like themed days, seasonal days. So this is a really cute idea. Mina, was, Mina can speak more to it, but we were talking about snow day. So if there's a snow day or let's just say right now we're just coming out of some huge storm hitting the South. I think it was like the South 
Yeah. South. The East Coast. Yeah. East, Southeast. Southeast. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, so it hit this. And so people were having snow days. And so why not then just, even if you see a storm coming or you may just one day, because we own our own businesses and we're able to pivot quickly, you might decide, you know what, today is going to be a snow day and I'm going to do a snow day discount to all y'all in Texas and say, it's snow day, shop while you're stuck inside and push it out. You could even do targeted ads to certain areas. Um, specifically for that because you know their home and their days are a bit different than they're supposed to be. Yeah, this is actually, I was telling Jacqueline about how back in the day, I don't know if they do this anymore, but in Iowa, McDonald's, you guys, McDonald's, the billion dollar company used to do targeted marketing where um, you could get like a Big Mac or a fish sandwich for whatever the temperature was the previous day. So if it was five degrees, you would get your second sandwich for five cents. So you always like would root for it being like super cold because sometimes it would be free, right? And because it's, you know, minus 12, you know, they're not going to give you 12 cents, but uh, they're going to give you a free sandwich. So even that idea where you could go by whatever, how many inches of snow. So sometimes there's like 15 inches of snow. So it's like, hey, we're having a sale because of the 15 inches of snow we got, you now get 15% off. So it's something fun for the local area. And I mean, we all, I think at least here in Iowa, we all um, have the winter blues. So it's like a way of, and that could be it right there, the winter blues sale. And it could be stuff that's blue in your collection or something. I don't know, play off of it. We all get in that mode where like, oh, it would be nice to not be this cold, but <laughs> <laughs> just get creative. So thinking about those theme days. So other things you could think about are, like we said, there's holidays that are coming up. Um, there are, what, what else did we say that was happening in January? What are some special Yeah, things? like even if you did snow stuff like around here. So Jacqueline has no idea what I'm talking about because California girl just moved to New Jersey or something. <laughs> Or something. Yeah. She hasn't felt the real cold that we do in Iowa. But around here, we'll do um, snow sledding and things like that um, on like these big, I forget what they're called. Gosh, as I was just says the girl from Iowa, critiquing the girl over here. I know. So oftentimes they'll get like kids will need helmets or something. So I could do a safety first. Here's some labels for those helmets then those helmets are used for like snowmobiling instead of, you know, bicycling in the summertime. So even those plays on knowing what it's like to live in wintertime and bundling those kids up and, you know, labeling their snow pants and their snow boots and stuff, that's really regional. And it's something fun where it's just like, hey, I do need that for this new year. So just get creative. Look at the dates. There are ways that you can find out what days or what themes are happening um, via the search on the Google machine. And so take a look and see if there's anything that applies to your customers. And even if not, whatever is happening in your day, talk about it because that's what January is. January is this weird time of people backing off of spending and then people spending on other things. Like I'm sure Peloton has their highest sales between like they have a Black Friday deal and then people that are like, oh no, I'm going to make that investment in January because it's going to save me so much money from going to a gym, right? So um, Peloton. Oh, my friend. It's like a $3,000 at-home spin bike that you pay for. I'll buy it. <laughs> you pay $40 a month to watch the, um, the video. But, um, you know, I mean... That's the thing, right? Like people will spend that, they'll spend a lot of money on a lot of things in January because it's, again, that promise of the new year. So that leads us into the fourth 
thing, which is like that New Year's resolution, fresh start, new beginning. So everyone's going to be talking about that in, um, in January, but there's ways to push this. So depending on what you're selling, it might apply full force, right? Like if you sell activewear clothing or a workout, uh, like, um, we know somebody who does like a, uh, uh, like a dumbbell type product. That's, this is your month. This is it guys. Like do it. We, um, shout out to Asha Blooms, one of our masterminders, and she has these beautiful affirmation necklaces, right? And so that is her time when people are like, I'm going to buy for myself. I affirm myself in this way. And I'm going to be, I'm going to wear this for myself to motivate for the new year. They're buying the transformation. That bike is $3,000 worth of transformation right there. Well, we actually just combined two. So I, I switched five to four. So it was like, like oh. the same. but then into treat yourself. So that's this new trend that people are buying buttons and shirts and it's a new thing, right? Yeah, it is. And it's not even like, it's like YOLO is so big. Treat yeah. yourself is so big. So Oftentimes people will be like, you only live once, treat yourself, right? And the thing that I love to say is YOLO for my kids, you're only little once. You know how many times I've used the argument to my husband? <laughs> well, YOLO, they're only, you're only little once because it's the same letters. You know how cool is that, yeah. right? And, and then he's like, okay, well, I guess we can spoil them rotten because they're only little once. <laughs> Says the quasi-millennial parents. Right. <laughs> 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 but um, but it's true. So like the treat yourself idea, right? So again, this is like going off that data of what was selling well. So if you sell, um, you know, uh, wall art, mm-hmm. and obviously there's going to be the seasonal stuff that sells like, you know, um, Christmas tree farm or whatever, like um, some, a verse from the Bible that might be something that's sold then. And that might be part of your holiday clearance. But if you're seeing that people are buying photos of their families, like uh, Mina just bought um, her kids on wood, basically, like a photo of them, that might be something that if that was really trending, so you got a lot of traffic and you saw a lot of people buying um, family photos, then that might be something that you really push like, hey, you may have bought this for other people, treat yourself, take your holiday card, treat yourself, get this done. Um, So really thinking about how you can turn it and tell people like, this is your time to spend on you. Yeah. And there's people who do holiday cards every single year for their family. And there's other people that do New Year cards, right? Mm -hmm. They wait until after the New Year. Actually, Five Little Elephants, um, she did an Insta story where she turns her family photo into an ornament every year. And so every year they have a new ornament on their tree. It could be the same idea for the New Year. What are you offering those people that is in terms of every New Year, what is a way that you can treat yourself, you know, and you can deal with the yo. (laughs) I told you I can't talk today. Treat yourself. And, um, so it's a really easy way to get on their mode of thinking because those people are thinking, Oh, should I treat myself? Yeah, you should. And treat yourself is like a way better way of saying it. So what we really want you all to focus on, um, if you're listening to this in December pre uh, New Year's Eve, or if you get to this in January and we're all trying to think like, what's next? What do we do? Just start to think, and you could break down every month like this if you really need to. We want you to hit the ground running in January with some of these ideas. So if you haven't done so already, because we had an episode on sort of like how to plan 2019 like a product boss, start coming up with that content of what you can talk to your customers about. Remember, it's easier to sell to your customers that are your already your customers that already know, like, and trust you and have purchased versus trying to find 
new ones. And as you're out there trying to bring your customers back with this information, you will start to gather new customers. If you're on Instagram and you're talking about it, if you run a promotion and send it out to a mailing list, maybe it clicks for them now. Maybe in January is the time that they're going to purchase and they weren't, they didn't have someone to buy it for in December. So remember, whatever you're going to speak to your current customers, and then in that, in that circle, there will be others that come. Yeah. Do exactly what Jacqueline says. Like, <laughs> <laughs> literally reach out to those customers and, and then also listen to me. Stop worrying about bothering people. I think we get hesitation from people because they're like, oh, I don't want to bother them. I don't want to bother them, right? I, I, I did some sales during December. Well, you know what? You're not bothering them. They're getting inundated anyways. And those people are the ones that are the ones that are like, hey, I missed that sale. We just talked about in our mastermind about how even we're missing sales for Target. We're missing sales for Walmart. We're missing all kinds of sales. We have a lot going on right now. So the new year is when you do, again, the cycle of reaching out to them. So if you hit the right timing, you're not bothering them. You're serving them and they're able to buy because they want to, right? You're just giving them the option. Yep. That's even a great idea. Like missed it in the wind, like missed it in December. Here you go again, like Black Friday in January, <laughs> Black Friday year. No, because <laughs> I mean, it does, it feels like a lot of sales right now. And I think what we're going to see how this year shakes out to how many sales were happening, you know, how many discounts were happening. But really, I want you just to create that outreach to your customers, stay connected, see what they like and see what they respond to. And a note that we gave to our masterminders um, in our call earlier today was because one of our one of our masterminders was like, it's slow, sales have slowed down, right? But sales were really great. So note that because some, some of you have only been in business for months. Some of you have been in business for years. So some of you can track back to data from years ago. Some of you never had a December before. So right now, find a place in a notebook somewhere, on a calendar, in notes on your computer, whatever it needs to be, and put in a little note that says, like, this is how I did. This is what did well. This is what I did that had a good response. And this is what I did that didn't. And so the next year, when you're curious, like how sales are doing, one, you could see if they've perform well um, and how you are performing or outperforming your previous years. And then you can remind yourself like, oh yeah. And then there is a, there is a lull in those two weeks up to whatever date or between Christmas and January 10th. And, um, and it'll help kind of like ease that panic that you might end up having because um, the days feel long. <laughs> the days feel long in business. They are right? long. Yeah. Um, because even the darkness is long. Again, Iowa speak, you guys. Um, it gets dark at like 4.30 over here. So, too. Oh, does it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm imagining you living in the sunshine. Even though- <laughs> I'd have to be on the other coast. I'd have to go back <laughs> the other way. <laughs> So I think that um, if you start writing it down, you will get a clear picture and then you'll hustle more when you need to hustle more, right? Um, have, did you ever follow those blogs like Pat, Pat Flynn and all these other ones where they would basically, even on their podcast, go over their financials? Every single month, they would go over their financials. Here's how much I made. Here's my revenue stream. I forget what they're called. Like Just basically, they're KPIs. just revenue. Yeah. I mean, they're KPIs, but they would just basically talk about their financials. And so people did it first in blog posts and now they're doing it in um, podcasts. And you'll see that where people love the transparency for one, because they were able to see their numbers. And another thing too, 
is those people always did well. You know why? Because they had to show up the following month and go over their financials again. And they were able to track it. So when they were reviewing the numbers, they could say, well, this is what we did last month. And this is what we did the previous year. I feel like that's an improvement because, and even when you know sales went down or they just sustain, uh, sustained growth and didn't go up, they were able to compare it. And I think that's really, really important with taking notes is that the reason sometimes of why you're successful is because you are tracking, you know, and you're taking that time to write it down, even in a journal form or any of that stuff. In this case, it's the extreme version, right? They're literally posting it on air, putting it out into the universe, into all their audiences' ears or their blog post um, readers. But the thing is, they're they're doing the action. They're they're actually doing it. So I think that's really important too. Right now, this might be your 2019 thing is start tracking. So in these themes that we gave you, just start saying, hey, I did a holiday clearance sale this week. How did it go? It might have flopped. It might not have. But hey, you did it. And you know, now you know if you want to do it again in the future. So we just had in our call, we were asking one of our clients, um, she said sales were up. And then Mina reminded her, like, remember in October when you had like no sales for three weeks and now they're they're booming with sales. So said, well, what's the difference? And she's like, Well, we had all these sales, we had these giveaways. And then Mina said, like, because they've been more present on Instagram and that's where most of their customers hang out. And she's like, Did is it Instagram? And she didn't know how to answer that. So as you guys are doing these things, right? Because how quickly we forget how October felt. We've gotten through November, we're in December, things have been doing well, and we're forgetting what worked and didn't work. So go back and and as you're doing it, look like you can see on Instagram on your stories what content is doing well, what hashtags people are responding to. Um, if you have Shopify, you can see where people are coming from and if they're actually completing an order. So we really do want you guys to look keep track, try and keep track in some way so that when someone asks you, what's your best performing item or at what discount did you get people to buy X at? You can say that because you again, want to repeat certain things, right? Like things that are working, you don't have to come up with new stuff all the time. We want to work on what's working. So let's say you do, let's say you do all the things. Let's say you do a holiday clearance, you give to a cause, treat yourself, um, a theme day and like New Year's resolution. And let's just say for somehow like give to a cause resonates most with your customers. You might see that like, you know what, they actually really want to give back. And that might be something that you can continue to do. Some of them will work. Some of them won't. Yeah. I love that. So it's just, these are just ideas, right? Just ideas. And then it's, you have to do your half, take the action then after that, you jot down, how did it go? And then again, it's a cycle. Do I do it again? Then I have to track it again. And then actually you have to improve it too in that, in that instance, right? I want you to be able to like, if you got on a call with me and I, and we asked you like, how did it do? We want you to be able to answer us that like, that you can say like, this is what the result was because as a product business owner, you do, this is really important stuff. Like we don't have to reinvent the wheel every single time we do this. Yeah. There's so many ideas. I was saying in the mastermind group, which I don't know if I've ever even mentioned this on the podcast, who knows? I don't know who I'm talking to anymore, but <laughs> um, it was that just fab, which is, you know, they do shoes and a subscription and everything. They didn't just have a cyber Monday or a cyber week. They had a cyber month. 
So for the entire month, they had a discount. Now, what do they do now? They check to see if it costs them more money. They see if it made them more money and they see if it's worth doing again. And then they try to do it in another month. (laughs) (laughs) If it's working, it could be their busiest month, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that time of holiday, like holiday clearance, getting done with the year and then really launching what you're going to be launching is spring ultimately. Like we're going to start pre-selling into when the weather is warming up. People are going to start to buy the same way that people were, you know, in the fall buying stuff for the winter. There's the people who are really on top of it. Then there's the last minute people. So you are all doing an excellent, excellent job though at what you're doing. And we so appreciate that you show up and listen to this podcast week after week because it means that you are wanting to dig in and get more information um, and really like keep working on your businesses and improve it. And that's what I think Mina and I, like we say, like it's our love language working on our businesses. Um, we love it and it and it's what you know, keeps us going. And so these are just little tips and you will constantly be learning and constantly be improving. And um, we just want you to implement and keep track and then you'll know what to do again next time. Yeah. And implementing means put it in your emails, put it in your byline, put it onto your Instagram feed, put it into your Insta stories, Um, you know, put it everywhere basically and test it out and see what does well and what's worth the effort. It's it's not about cost of doing things. It's about ROI. Right. Hmm. It's a hundred percent. So so that's another thing that um you know we talk to a lot of people and sometimes people are like, Oh, I got follows or oh I got all these re not even repins. Like let's just talk about Pinterest for a minute. It's like a total side tangent, but like, oh, I've got all these viewers on Pinterest. Great. But no matter what, we as your business is not a viable business and unless it's you know, making money and obviously it takes a second to get there, but you're making sales at least. Like the proof of concept that people want to buy what you're selling. Okay. So all the things you do in the world really do have to come down to making money or making a profit and we're trying to get you there. So are you selling? Is it selling? So I, so it's great to get likes and to get people to comment, but is it converting into a purchase. And that's why this idea of marketing, it's giving you more things to talk about. So you show up on your top of mind. You're at the top of their stories on Instagram, um, you know, Facebook, if that's where community is, in their inbox, whatever it is. Uh, but at the end of the day, we want you to track, was there a return on the investment? And the investment right now might just be the investment of your time. Yeah. Speaking of Pinterest, I love that you brought that up. It was going through my head. Good. Um, <laughs> it's... Um, So something that's really popular on Pinterest right now in this season right now is Crock-Pot meals and pressure cooker meals. So the Instapot recipes, right? So where do you take that information? So I know that that is popular. Where do I take that trend? Somehow I tie it into some sort of sale or discount or a freebie or an opt-in or a collaboration of some sort, a giveaway. I just don't just think about that data and do nothing, right? The action is the important part and the review is the even more important part. So taking that idea that we just gave, all these ideas that we just gave, just try to flip it and then see what you can do with it. And then also, um, you know, bend, bend your product to whatever, whatever goal you have in mind. It could just be for email signups. Yeah, but that's the return on the investment, right? Like what right. would you pay somebody what would you pay somebody to get a result for you from, right? So like people want to pay people to manage their Instagram or their Pinterest. Why? Is it just to increase your likes? 
What's the point? So if it is, what, why would it be because you need to do collaboration because you're trying to get, um, a sponsor? Are you trying to, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to show like, I don't know, um, sur la table that you have a gazillion likes and that you want to get your product into their store. There has to be a reason, or are you trying to get them back to your site to buy or, or to be able to purchase within that, um, within that app. So, it's, it's that same idea. So Mina, for example, the crockpot idea, Mina may do something that's like crockpot ideas to send your kids to school with, like to go into their Tupperware. And so then she's got her little labels that label their Tupperware and it aligns with the mom who's buying, who likes simple and easy. Um, and then that's something that they can then make their food, put it in the thing that's labeled with your product. Yeah. The other day I almost bought a book that was keto recipes for your Instapot. First of all, I'm not keto. Secondly, I don't own an Instapot. I know you almost bought all of it. But I was like, oh my gosh, these recipes would be like so good because they'd be my go-to thing, right? So I didn't hit the avatar, but I was definitely almost going to buy it. So that's what when Jacqueline's talking about that even though you're talking to this very specific person, so that book was talking to a keto person that has an Instapot, you still might get these secondary sales. Like I have a client that sells um, leggings for a specific body type of women. She only has four of them and she's had one customer buy one a week. She only has four. So she's has bought three of the four, I think of the four weeks that my, my client has had her business open. And um, so she's like a number one customer, right? So you guys can also start to get that data of who, you could pull this up on, your, on the back end of your site. Who was purchasing a lot from you? why don't you send them like a thank you, you know, like a treat yourself, like for being such a loyal customer, here's a special thing I'm sending you in January. So you can actually treat yourself. Who knows? Maybe they were buying it all for themselves anyways, but just remember to then readdress the people who are your loyal customers. Cause we're talking about retaining those customers or bringing them back in for another sale. And this isn't like a friends and family, like mass to everybody, but you might be able to find your top 10 and say like, and literally write them a handwritten note. Um, take them all and send them a $15 gift certificate digitally. Yeah. Watch them cash those in, but spend more money because I'm sure that there's, you know, there'll be probably people that spend only $15, but if your product is more expensive than that, then they're going to need to spend some more money. I think when you give a gift certificate, $15 gift certificate, let's say a digital one, it have somebody fancied up for you or do it in Canva. Um, it's much more tangible than spend a hundred dollars and get 15% off. Give them something. Yeah. Like yeah. a gift and give it, put a date on it. I don't know what the laws are in your state, but put a date on it and say like, you know, this has to be used by February 1st. Like you can put a date and then it will, the $15 will expire, but it's going to feel special to them. Again, it's going to go back to that idea of like treating yourself. Um, and this is a gift for me and you can actually sign it personally because sometimes people aren't the, the face of their business, but you know, Mina could do XOXO Mina, um, owner and founder of Little Labels. We wanted to reach out to like our, our best customers and you are one of them, you know, just those little things and you will see it, them come back. Yeah. So good luck, our friends. And thank you again for listening to this uh, during the holidays. And we are here to support you. So just so you know, we um, what we've done is we have our new masterminds kicking up in mid-January. So really just a couple weeks away if you're listening to this in real time. And we have just a couple spots left, like maybe at the time of recording, like three? Two. Yeah. 
depending on you know, the applications that roll in. So we just want to offer these last few spots to you. I know that a lot of people have told us that they've like, we've literally, we've talked to a few people lately that have said, I've been on your site. I've looked at it. I've gone back to your site. I've looked at it. I listened to the episode about it. I've talked to my husband about it. I've talked to my partner about it. And they're like right on the edge because some of you don't think that you're ready for a mastermind. And I'm here to tell you that you are. And the reason you are is that Mina and I created three of them this time for you. So startup, five figure and six figure. And even if you feel like you don't fit into one of those based on conversations with us and your application process, we're able to kind of fit you in to the right group because of where we see the potential and the momentum of your business. So there is a space for you. This is also very much like a group coaching type program where you get direct coaching from Mina and I. So if you've ever heard us on the podcast, speaking to clients, um, doing the Q and A's, that's very much like what we've done. And there's an episode to go back to, which is, um, what it's like to be in a hot seat on our mastermind. And we'll link that in the show notes. So we would love to work with you. We are not opening another mastermind until the fall of 2019. And the growth that we've seen happen at the pace that it's happened at for our masterminders is incredible and exceptional. Um, All of them have hit all-time highs in sales ever in their businesses, no matter what they, no matter what level they're, they're at. So we want that for you. Again, we'd love to work with you and we invite you all to apply by clicking on the link in the show notes. Thanks everybody. Hey there, still here? We want to invite you to our 2019 Mastermind, which starts in January. We've opened it up to three groups now to better serve our masterminders in startup, five-figure, and six-figure and above. We would love to have you in there to help transform your business into the product business of your dreams. Join other amazing product entrepreneurs for support, shortcuts, and real connection. Go to www.theproductboss.com mastermind for more information and to save your spot.